Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Becky. And I'm Laird. I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going right, to launch right into this. Let me, let me get something to drink. Yeah. Go ahead. Help yourself. Yes. I'm ready. We are equals in yes. this podcast. Correct. But I, I don't know about that. We've talked about this before, but okay. Yet I'm the only one that promotes it. Uh, I like your tweets. Okay. You I retweet. like my tweets. Sometimes you retweet. And sometimes you I don't, share. You don't even come up with your own tweets, though. I am the only one that is promoting what we are trying to do here. And I'm the one that maintains the uh, technical side of it. So you are the marketing side of this equation, and I am the technical side of this equation. You you need to be the marketing side, too. We can't have this oh. both trying to promote this. Oh. Your audience reach is bigger than mine, for one. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I will. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, mm-hmm. then. All right. But where where did that come from? I was just thinking about this the other day. You were just, just like, you know, sitting at your desk. Well, you, going- you had made a comment to me about how I get a lot of interaction about and feedback about this podcast. Well, Yeah. And I started to think about why. Pers- you know, you're the personal person of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm just the robot insurance. I was thinking about that today, too. I just wind you up and let you go. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not because of that. It is because I am the one promoting it. I am the one talking about it. You don't talk about it outside of this conversation in front of the microphone. Yeah, but you're, you're the more likable one. <laughs> I got I got told uh, I got told yesterday that uh, wow you're you're actually a lot of fun when you're not at work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with that because I have fun working with you. But yeah, you know, no, but there, uh, I got multiple comments. Yeah, you're a different person outside of the office. Yes, I am. That's you know, it's it's work layered and personal life layered. Don't don't mix the two, and they rarely, rarely, rarely ever truly mix. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh-huh. My voice is better. I noticed. Oh, God. It's, and it's, it's taken all week to improve. It, I, I finally last night was able to go to sleep without a cough drop in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't, I didn't wake up hacking. Well, so that was good. It's, it's, yeah, I, and I've heard of like, there's a school district in Denver that they, they've closed almost all schools because of a very virulent strain of virus going around. And I, I think it hit the office because everybody has been sick. We had one gentleman that was out for, I mean, really a solid 10 days and only barely is, is kind of like recovering at this point. Yeah. And he's way far behind now because of that. Mm. So it, <laughs> putting other people behind. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens. What happens with this time of year? People oh, get sick and yeah. they get spread around the office. And going out for holidays and all that. Thanksgiving's next week. Yes, it's an odd. It's an odd month. It's so Thanksgiving's so late, and it feels like this month has gone really quickly. On yeah. top of that, I may or may not have already started listening to Christmas music. <sighs> well, isn't there an all all Christmas station all year uh, here in Dallas now or something? I have no idea. I don't listen to the radio. Oh. Who listens to the radio anymore? <laughs> Between Spotify and podcasts, I never listen to the radio. I, I, I listen to some talk shows that are more um, less. I, I don't listen to sports talk shows, so I, I or political talk shows. I generally mm. fun funny talk shows. I used to listen to Howard Stern a long time ago. Yeah, and Howard was actually what got me into wanting to do radio. And then uh, whenever I did 
radio in my one little semester of college, I realized that I don't want to do radio. <laughs> <laughs> and so we started a podcast yeah, 20 the, years later. Well, the, the, the money sucks. I mean, I think the money in podcasting for us right now is actually probably better than some people in radio. <laughs> And, so we're making nothing. <laughs> and, well, I think that's actually the case is that even making nothing. And I definitely went into it going, man, I got a face for radio. So that worked out well. I was always, you know, I, I never had to worry about that. However, it, it's when you see the other side of radio, mm. go God, I yeah. mean the amount and whenever you have a show that's funny, like, like Howard Stern or Russ Martin or something like that, or even like back in the day of Don Imus and no, I've never listened to Don Imus. I just, I've, I've listened to a lot of what he did and you realize that their job is like 10 hours off air, three hours on air Yeah, because they're always having to write new bits, new content, new everything. And they're going through it. The reality is, is that they recycle a lot of content. They do do it over and over and over again. And, um, yeah, it's the way it is. Yeah. Mm. And what was I, I was thinking about something very similar to that on the, on the pod, on our little podcast here. Oh, uh, I've, I've been, I, I've been listening to more podcasts because you send me over some podcast and I listen. <laughs> We have such a different podcast than everybody else in the industry. You mean? Yes, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you have people out there that are very like, you know, all right, let's jump in, and then it it goes. It's a lot of them are self promotional all the time, mm-hmm. every day. You know, everything they're doing, and this is a little bit different. Uh, and I thought I, th- I started to realize that that's the difference of the show is that it's there's there's personality behind it. You know, you're the likable one. I'm the techie. <laughs> I'm the nerd. <laughs> I brains. I'm a nerd. Oh, as I drink out of my Harry Potter cup. Better have better have uh, Okanine in there. Oh my gosh! I I bought a new cup and I can't wait. It says this probably has whiskey in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get here next week. I think I can't wait. Uh, that's and that's why you just drink out of clear glasses <laughs> like I do, so you know there's whiskey in it. <laughs> All right, what do we got this week? Okay, so I I tweeted last week. A little mm-hmm. teaser of something I wanted to talk about, and you've been asking me continually what it was. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. I do pay attention to your Twitter at times, and I was like, what the F is this? <laughs> Ding dong. <coughs> Ding dong. The blockchain is dead. is dead. Oh, okay. Yes. Why is blockchain dead? So there were some- Wait, this is the email you got? I got this in a newsletter. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. And um, uh, was like, oh my god, I need to talk, <laughs> we need to talk about this, <laughs> given how much you you talked about blockchain before. But they there's a was a, an event in New York some time ago, I guess earlier this month about with um, crypto true believers is what it said. And it had several quotes about how the enthusiasm of blockchain is fading. Oh, well, we just put in our trademark for Insurance <laughs> Technology Blockchain Corporation. I know. We're, we're going to – ITBC. ITBC. We, our, our valuation will quadruple overnight. Not anymore. What? Yeah. Spend all that time at the United States Patent and Trademark <laughs> Office. Standing in line, seeing yeah. pictures of Einstein. So, So – one one of the people quoted says, um, or as an investor in this space, one of the biggest question is not um, what is blockchain, but what's the scalable revenue model? 
<laughs> oh, and oh. Is, is there the end, equity in How do we make money? That's that's yeah. always the question. I I know. And her point is most of the companies that raised massive amounts of capital in 2016, 2017 to build blockchain either don't exist uh-huh. anymore or they've pivoted into cryptocurrency and tokenization. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's so much there. First of all, let's unpack this. <clears throat> First of all, businesses are about making money. Yep. And um, I tweeted something uh, the other day that was very to this point is that, you know, there are businesses out there that will come out very altruistic. Mm-hmm. And WeWork is a great example. Oh, I want to talk about that next episode. Okay. Um, I'll, t- I'll talk about just WeWork real quick on how it came out with this whole altruistic vision that they were going to transform how business was done. And the same thing with Theranos and, uh, you know, everybody that, that comes out with this story, they're going to transform not only how business is done, but they're going to make everybody's life better. In the end, you know what makes people's lives better? Profit. Getting a paycheck. Yep. And so I always ask people, like, what is your revenue model? It's almost my one of my first questions. We get pitched all the time. We get pitched for ideas, integrations, partnerships. I get pitched for companies all the time. And my first question is, how are you actually going to make money? Don't tell me the idea, because if the idea is not making money, then you need to <laughs> – to, to go back and it's work. It's not going to work. It's yeah. not going to work because, and it's not that I'm a money hungry, grubbing person. You know that I'm not. I'm if you pe- meet me in public, I'm definitely not. Mm. However, there's a there's a there's a thing that uh, Mark Cuban says, and I, I'm on the fence with Mark Cuban. Of all that, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. But uh, he uh, he says he will never take a meeting unless you're writing him a check. And that's to the point is yeah. that the, there is, there is, you've got to be doing it. And so first unpacking of that is like, they didn't make money no. and that's, and that's a, that's a big deal. You have to pay people. You have to pay employees. I don't care how many perks you give, how many beer carts, how many free food, how many, how much paternity leave, how much anything you give. Mm-hmm. If someone's not getting paid, they're not going to be working for you. And so having some idea that sounds really great and everything, but you go, where is the revenue model? You're like, it's not there. And if they're unable to prove that revenue model, then what it is is that they are the revenue model. They are – it's their funding that they're looking for right. and they're going to go for it. Right. So that's the first part of that little blockchain thing. The second thing about that blockchain is who the hell's using it? Because blockchain requires – people to actually be using the blockchain. Well, there's a, there's another quote in here from an, um, someone else at this event. And he said, you know, blockchain's been overhyped, which I think has been your complaint from the beginning. No, really? And, yeah. He oh, said, man. most people can't answer the question of when do you use a blockchain and when do you use a database? Yeah. And so you can't, if you can't make a use case for it, why the hell are we spending time and money on that? I can absolutely tell you straight up and in a very succinct answer of how you do it. A database is really great for storing your own data. A block, The blockchain is storing not headless but encrypted distributed data. Mm. That's, that, that's what it is, is that everybody ha- holds a part of it in the blockchain. And then you're able to share that data if you know the decryption key. Super simple. Well, that would work really good. In the insurance industry, and everybody realized that. Everybody's, I mean, it, no one was ever questioning that the insurance industry couldn't use the blockchain. 
what they were doing is they were failing to recognize is that each carrier, and we deal with a lot of them, over 225 of them, and each of them have their own fiefdom. They think they're doing the right things. They don't want to share their secrets, and they don't want to share their customers in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. We've complained about this a lot with vendors not sharing their data. You don't have to share data with anybody willy-nilly. What you need to do is make sure that the agents are able to use their data properly. And even carriers are reticent to actually share their data with their agencies. And whenever they're all, whenever they're, their main source of leads, their main source of revenue is asking, please, please, more data. I'm trying to do my my Oliver Twist. <laughs> Please, sir. Please, sir. More data. There it is. And I'm like, they they won't share it with their own agents. Why would they share it in an anonymized, distributed fashion with all other carriers, all other vendors, and everything? And that's why it failed. Is mm-hmm. that the agent? And the only way this will work, just like the way that this thing called um, what are they called again? Oh yeah, banks. Banks, I hadn't heard of that. Thank you. <laughs> Is that uh, banks? They, you know, they were completely deregulated whenever they first started. I mean, yeah, even, and I'm talking like you know, 1800s, you know, gun robberies and all that type of stuff. But um, you know, they would create and print their own treasury bills, and they would, you know, well, I don't accept that bank's money. And it took the U.S. federal government to come in and standardize all the currency. Mm-hmm. And the way that transactions are happening. And and here we are today. It is standardized how you send a image of a check from one bank to another. They used to be flown on little planes. Drink. <laughs> it only took how long? It was keeping time. Oh, man. I got a great story about that. But not for this show about uh, how I almost got ran over in flight by a check runner, as they're called. So um, – but that's highly regulated. And the insurance industry is regulated in a different way. It's not regulated on how they connect and talk to each other. And where that's really going to, to show up in, in force is actually going to be the, um, the autonomous vehicle and sharing of that, da- that data. Mm. That's going to be in a clearinghouse like or a, um, a bureau like uh, data, uh, credit score. I can think every day. <laughs> you can think every day. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. You're a pain in the ass. I know. That's all right. That's why you hired me. Yeah. So, I, I mean, what what are they saying is the, the end game here? Is, is it just it's dead because no one's actually trying to do it anymore? Well, it's – it's they didn't really talk about end game as much as just, look, everybody's kind of, kind of over this. Um you know, cash flow into these startups has dropped. Yeah. So in t- last year, there was $4.1 billion, with a B, dollars invested in blockchain startups. This year, it's on pace to be $1.6 billion. That's a significant drop. Yeah, it is. And again, it really is that uh, blockchain is fairly complicated to the uninitiated. Right. And whenever, and, and I've been challenged. I was, I was talking, I was on a panel with three private equity group, um, people. And I was the only non private equity company up there. And I was speaking specifically about blockchain. And 
half of them didn't even know what was what it was. And one person misspoke, and I was like, oh, "Don't correct them, don't correct them." You know, it's like that that feeling, like don't correct them. But they didn't know what it did. And this infamiria, like, oh, it's the boogeyman. Mm. That creates a real problem. And I remember going to a. Um, I was speaking at a show, another show, and I got up there and I was speaking about insure tech where, you know, what's hot, what's not that, that speech that is really good. And I've stopped doing it now. Um, but the person before me was doing blockchain and I'm like, I get up there. You know, like, blockchain before, is crap. <laughs> no, no <laughs> very close. Um, is that they went before me and they got up there and they talked about a payment system. And I'm like, they use blockchain as the boogeyman to pitch their payment system. Oof. Yeah. And um I was I, I was the MC was like looking at me like across the room going, When do we get the blockchain? And I was like, I thought that's what he was mouthing across the room to me. And all of a sudden I get a text message, when is he gonna talk about blockchain? And I'm like, All right. Well, I love Office 365. I went and inserted a blockchain slide. slide into my presentation, and I went ahead and I talked about blockchain specifically because it wasn't talked about prior <laughs> session, and it was just breaking it down. It's a you you summed it up perfectly. It's you know, do you have a database or you put it in the blockchain? And the only difference between the two is one is anonymous and distributed. Yep, it's public. Correct. Well, not public, public, but. <clears throat> Yeah. So, no, I mean, uh, here, can I see, can yeah. I see the story? This was from Carrier Management. Mm. They've been putting out more content lately. Yes, I have been uh, really enjoying, partly because I, I bought a subscription. You're welcome, Julia and Mindy, um, <laughs> to it, finally. And so I get to read the full articles, and it's it's been really great. Yeah, they, they, they seem to have very good content. And this uh, from Digital Assets Data, Mike Alfred co-founder and CEO, Enterprise Blockchain, this idea that every company is going to want to have a blockchain, the idea that might be temporarily on the ropes, but blockchain is the found blockchain is the foundation of what makes the entire ecosystem work. Bitcoin's been running for 10 years without interruption. It's not dead. I agree with that. It's but the data getting in here, it's just people have oh, he goes into it, they have fatigue it's like just they keep hearing about it, it goes nowhere there's nothing, yeah. and um, the last few shows that I've been to there's been almost zero mention of blockchain it's definitely gone down from a couple of years ago when everyone's blockchain, blockchain, blockchain blockchain's the future, blockchain and you know the, the one reason why that's gone down is this last line here the stat that you gave about the 4.1 last year to mm -hmm. 1.6 estimated this year yep there's no money in it nope and there's a lot of people and i think that this is where i kind of take the this point of the episode and, and completely veer off from where you were completely when you started is i really feel that there are people out there that their jobs are just going out and raising money and running a business and oh that business didn't work out and move on. Now, failure is always an option. And I love that there was a lot of people that were trying to make the blockchain work. Mm -hmm. um, but they weren't well thought out business plans. But I can tell you that a good majority of the people that I talk about in, or talk with in InsureTech and blockchain and all these new, new burgeoning technologies all are really more impressed with how much money they've raised. Oh, everybody likes to brag about how much money they've raised. Yeah, I wouldn't. 
I, I would never say a word. And if you look at the companies that are operating in stealth, that are actually bringing real value and, and they're dropping something out of the blue, they don't lead with how much money they've raised. Yeah. And also, there's no reason to say how you raised your money, where the money came from, what series it is, all of that type of stuff. Anytime that you're out there displaying that, what you're doing is you're just bragging about how good you are to raising money. Mm-hmm. Because really, in all essence, it's not really hard to, to go get $5 million. It's not. You sell your soul and you can do it. <laughs> It's it's pretty easy. Yeah. And so if you're getting two, three million, yeah, I mean, like it's not a big deal. Now, if you're going to go ahead and drop your Series A at a half a billion dollars, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe. say something. Maybe because, that's worth talking about. Because that's where the money is, is that what you're doing is that if you're true, I mean, a couple million dollars is not a lot of money to run a startup. Yeah. If you see, you know, the office space. You're going to spend a hundred grand a year in office space for any size company in some of these cities. Then you've got to pay the employees. There's insurance, there's infrastructure costs, there's massive capitalization costs on the front end, and they're not doing anything, doing any of that. Small protracted growth or running something where you just, all of a sudden you drop it and you go, boom, here is the next generation of X complete. Go get it. Yeah. Um, a good example would be like, uh, the, uh, the Pokemon game, you know, they could have like limped into that having like a little, you know, smaller, not Pokemon. Is it Pokemon? What's the, yeah. Yeah. Pokemon, Pokemon, Go? yeah, yeah Pokemon Go. No, they dropped it with almost everything that app, like that app hasn't changed much. They've added a little bit more content, but the same thing is running now. Mm-hmm. And there you go. It's, they, they dropped it. They put all the effort into it and they went with it. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad the blockchain is starting to get. I thought beat I thought up. you might enjoy that topic a little bit. Hmm. I also wanted to mention uh, some breaking news this week. Did you hear about? <laughs> My high voice is still not working. <laughs> still not working really well. Uh, Aon acquired Cover Wallet. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. What's the deal on that? I, I didn't hear this. So you didn't you, hear this. This is completely blind to me. Yeah. Because you were a follower of Cover Wallet, you knew. You knew people like you. You talked to them at InsureTech Connect. I think I, I, and, think I did. Yeah, at the first or second one, I think I did meet some people from there. Yeah, um, have not kept in touch with them, but mm-hmm. you know, Cover Wallet is focused on the small business space. Yeah, right, small business insurance space um, and being digital. And, and first, they went directly uh, to consumers, and then last year they um, launched their Cover Wallet for agents, so agents can use the platform. Yeah. For it, well, it was announced this week that Aon has agreed to acquire uh, Cover Wallet in a bid to boost its presence in the growing digital insurance market for small and medium-sized business customers. I love, I love all those buzzwords. Is that that, that was a PR-friendly? Oh, uh, totally. So, uh, did they say terms? No, they did not. Of course, they did not say terms. Ah. Why would you ever disclose financial terms? It did say uh, if, not, if you're trying to brag about your ability. There you go. See, this, this is this I is was, not an investment series. Uh, this is an acquisition. Uh, Normally, with acquisitions, uh, that, you know what I was going after. Yeah. Um, it, it's not closed though, right? It, yeah, well, that's why in a bid to acquire that they kind of read into that. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. And right now, the the M and A market in the insurer tech space is actually quite good. So I, I see where that's going. Again, 
there's a lot of valuations out there that are not tied to revenue. Yeah. And that's, that's really, you got technology. So if you have an incredible technology product and your valuation could be pretty high, I'm going to save it because we're going to talk about we work. Uh, but they they were touting themselves as a technology company to raise raise that. Oh, that's funny. But um, oh, bless you in the next room. <laughs> Someone sneezed in the next room. Wow, that, that was a sneeze to end all sneezes. If I could pick it up on the mics, wow. Um, that that that's interesting. In yeah. one a great story is I remember I was at. Uh, won't say who we've talked about him at the podcast before, so I won't name names, but I was at insure tech connect and someone came up to me and they're like, yeah, you know, they, I, I just finished my series C with this, these people and they were trying to get me to work with them and all these types of things. And you're all big and bad. And I was like, I don't need to know how much, like, again, I went back to my normal, like, what do you, you know, what's your plan? How are you going to make money? Where, you know, where's your source of revenue? All this type of stuff. And, uh, they, they, they just kept bragging about how much money they raised. And finally, I just said, yeah, well, I appreciate that fact, but uh, I raise money every single day. Yeah, stop talking about my topic for next week. <laughs> okay, we'll, 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 we'll save that. that that's, it. that's your teaser for the next <laughs> week episode. You are butting into my content plans here. All right. Well, hey. Yes. And, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not privy to the majority of the things that you talk about. Like You throw these to me at bl- being blind. Most of the time, yes. Most of the time, yeah. Unless I came up with it. So I have a question for everybody that's listening. Who's playing the Laird uh, mentions that he's a pilot or flies drinking game? <laughs> um, the uh, what? Uh, if you are, you need to uh, twit, uh, twit, uh, Twitter. Twitch. Twit. You need to twit. <laughs> you, hey, you twit. You need to tweet. Um, tweet with the hashtag insurance happy hour drinking game. And the first person that does it and actually proves it will get a prize. Ooh. Yeah. Are you going to tell what the prize is? No. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in the mood to, to, uh, have, we surprises. still had not had anybody on our little thing we did last year. Mm hmm. Nope. Mention that. Yep. I, I still look too. So, yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Oh, uh, so uh, all right. I, I do have a I do have a question for you as we start to wrap up this episode. Okay. Wow, we already talked for twenty five minutes. Um, is the uh, next week is uh, Thanksgiving? Yes. And uh, the normal insurance happy hour falls on Friday, right? Yes. Well, um, we won't be here. Everybody won't be here. No one's going to be listening. No one's caring. So, what do you think about doing an episode on Wednesday? I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, so let's let's do an episode next week. So we'll have a special Thanksgiving holiday episode of Insurance Happy Hour, which we'll talk about what? Uh you'll see. Oh, you're not even not <laughs> like uh, like I'm tempting them in and you know, uh, well we've already we've you've already touched on this a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be the full topic, but it's it's going to be one of the things I want to talk about. Okay, it was another thing I got in my inbox last week that I was like, this is perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, um, I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know what? If uh, you want to tweet at us, use the hashtag uh, insurance happy hour. And uh, if you want to be nice to me, say thank you for not losing your voice two weeks in a row. <laughs> 
Thank you for not talking to the Barry White voice anymore. <laughs> I got so much from that. Like people wanted me to do the whole thing from uh, Ali McBeal. I know. Uh, you know the the whole it, do do the over over thing that he does. Yes. So I could have done that. Oh God, I love I, that show. I could have memorized that in, in just a few minutes. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I am L Ricksford. And uh, Becky is Becky L. Schroeder. So make sure you tag us in any tweets about insurance happy hour or anything that you find interesting in the insurance industry that you'd like us to talk about on the show. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Just click that uh, subscribe button and uh, get pa- you know, wonderful notifications every Friday. Or links to, yeah, links to the articles will be in the show notes. You can find that at insurancehappyhour.com. Yeah, but you got to go through a paywall, which sucks. You have to go through a paywall? Well, yeah. The, oh, for the carrier management. Yep. You can get a preview of it. Oh, you can, okay. You can, here, how about this? What but, I'm going to do for the rest of the episode is I'm going to read the end of the article that is not behind the paywall. <laughs> that is behind the paywall, so you don't have to pay for the paywall. <laughs> hey, it's quality journalism. It is. Yeah, you've, you've had quite a few articles from that. Yes. All right. Well, um, yeah, it's been a great episode, and, uh, as always. Thanks for listening. nothing for a bump today i'm gonna that's, in a, I'm that's in a, shocking i know i'm in a good mood for some reason oh that would be funny what would be funny you're just gonna sit there and read the article For a technology that was supposed to transform and solve seemingly every problem in the world the enthusiasm is fading pretty quickly Blockchain, the underlying technology that powers cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, is getting its last rites read at the Invest NYC conference in New York, where hundreds of crypto true believers have gathered Tuesday to discuss the latest trends in the still nascent digital assets market. The decentralized technology records and verifies transactions and has been adapted by companies including Walmart Incorporated and Microsoft Corporation. But after only a decade in use, some are already saying it's perishing. For evidence, Demores points to early adapters including R3, Digital Asset Holdings and Chain, where she says are pivoting into new business models, such as... Most of the companies that raised massive amounts of capital in 2016, 2017 to build blockchain, they don't exist anymore. They pivoted into cryptocurrency and tokenization. She said, as cryptocurrencies caught fire in 2017 and early 2018... 
a rift of firms, including cigar manufacturers and sports bra makers, cashed in on one of the market's love affair with the underlying blockchain technology, often using the ledger as an antidote for lackluster stock returns. But the sudden pops often didn't last long, and many of them lost steam as the price of Bitcoin and other the digital assets subsequently crashed. Data trends also show that blockchains have been losing its fizz. In a big turnaround from years prior, the flow of cash into blockchain startups has dropped. According to the data compiled by CB Insights, businesses focusing on blockchain are at pace to draw $1.6 billion this year, down from a record of $4.1 billion, with a B, in 2018, the firm said recently. Here's what others are saying. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>